This episode of The Incubator is proudly sponsored by Chiesi. Do you find yourself juggling multiple websites and clinical tools as you care for your patients? NeoCarePal is a resource providing access to multiple clinical calculators in just one place. To learn more, visit nicuconnections.com backslash NeoCarePal. This is The Incubator, a weekly discussion about new advances in neonatology and the fascinating individuals who make this progress possible. I am Dr. Ben Korsha. And I'm Dr. Daphne Yasova-Barbeau. We are neonatal intensive care physicians. Welcome. Yeah, it's it's rolling. You're rolling. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome back. We are at the next symposium. We're joined today uh, with uh, Dr. Martin Blakely. We're going to go on a first name basis. Jen Canvasser was very strict about mm. calling everybody by their first names. Uh, Martin is a professor of uh, pediatric surgery and pediatrics at Vanderbilt University Medical Center. Um, Martin, thank you for being on with us today. Yeah, thanks for being here. So um, you are speaking at the next symposium about optimizing surgical treatment for NEC. Um, can you tell us a little bit? How, how do we do that? <laughs> yeah, so I, um, I'm a pediatric surgeon, uh, but I've also been very interested in clinical trials. Uh, so from the very beginning, um, you know, I've, I've been interested in comparative effectiveness research. So if one surgeon does treatment A and one does surgeon, uh, one surgeon does treatment B, I've always been very interested in why is that and what are the outcomes of that. So I'm going to be presenting today uh, three randomized trials uh, that have been done um, in the neonatology pediatric surgery community looking at the initial choice of laparotomy or drainage. Mm. Very cool. And in terms of, I mean, I think that's a, a, a question that we've been asking about for a long, long time. And I mean, we feel it clinically. Absolutely. But, you know, every time we have a patient. Right? And um, do you, where, where do you think we are in terms of either dissociating the two or at least because it feels like a lot of times it's drainage sometimes then laparotomy Mm -hmm. um do do you think that we are getting closer to a place where a drainage will be sufficient um well um i don't think so Mm -hmm. uh so sort of my quick summary of that trials that have addressed that question uh so again what should the what should the surgeons and the neonatologists do at that initial consult when a child has either neck or sip? Right. Um, so there are three trials that address that. I would be surprised if there's another trial that addresses that question. Uh, I could be proven wrong, but I think where we are now um, is the latest trial, which is called the NEST trial, yeah. was the first one that looked at the impact of what the diagnosis is on that treatment question. So we had two trials before which did not get into the weeds of whether you had neck or sip. And both of those trials uh, showed that there was really no difference in these very different 
surgical procedures. So we all argue about lap or drain, but we have two studies that when you look overall, it looks like, well, it really doesn't make a whole lot of difference in mortality. But the last trial, uh, which is more complicated mm-hmm. because it does consider neck or sip, and I think, I'm biased, but I think it pretty clearly shows that if the neonatologists, the surgeons put their heads together and say this baby has neck, then laparotomy is better. Mm. And if you put your heads together and you think this baby has SIP, um, there's much more uncertainty around that. The data from the trial showed that maybe drainage is better. Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, I think we, are, we have moved the field forward, I think, from looking at overall lap and drain to knowing the importance of the impact of the pre-op diagnosis of neck or SIP. Yeah, that that study kind of used a the pretest probability of were you right or wrong about the diagnosis and how how successful was the outcome. But it begs an important point. I think we're all looking, we're always looking for what's the treatment that helps the most babies. But I think we're we keep landing on that every baby is a little unique and it depends on the diagnosis. I also wonder, as a surgeon, um, are there certain characteristics about babies that that might make you lean one way or another um, and might make the outcomes uh, better, I mean, based on what's already going on with that individual baby? Yeah, I think that's a really good question. So again, I think, you know, no trial answers all of the questions that Mm -hmm. we have. So the NEST trial, uh, I think, was a big advance because it got us away from looking at overall groups into the now neck and SIP group. One of the things it did not answer, though, is a lot of surgeons pick um, whether to do laparotomy or drainage, not based on pre-op diagnosis, because maybe they feel like they can't make that diagnosis accurately, but they choose weight. Uh, So like the tiniest babies with very low weight, uh, more likely will get drainage. And then the really sick babies, so acuity of illness is another way to sort of divvy up those therapies. Um, is another thing people use. So what NEST, a limitation of the NEST trial was it did not look at the impact of patient weight at the time we're making these decisions or the acuity of illness. So in a tiny baby who's super sick, you know, how does that influence whether laparotomy is better or not? So we are just now, even though the NEST trial was published back in 2021, uh, we're just now looking at secondary analyses that will give us those answers. So I think there's more to come on dialing down precisely who a laparotomy is better for and when you should hold off on that and probably do a drain first, knowing that you may get to lap next. We've been asking this question to every uh individual who's, who's dropped by the, the mic and as Jen Canvasser eloquently presented at the beginning of the conference, what is, what is the, the reason why it is important for you to present, present this topic, present this research here at the Next Society? Well, obviously it's related to Next, but like you could present this at, at any other conference. Why is it important for you to be here? Yeah, so I, I am uh, very passionate about the Next Society, so I'm a board uh, member. Uh, very happy and proud to be doing that. Um, I feel like I've got another 15, 20 years in my career, um, and I really want to focus on um, improving the outcomes of neck babies uh, with research. Um, And another point is, even though I'm a trialist and I talk about trials a lot, 
I have sort of, uh, in the last year or so, become more and more interested in the impact of our trials uh, because we don't really know how often those trial findings get implemented into practice. Um, We also know, and one of my messages here at this meeting with all the family involvement, is no family is seeing the publication of any of these trials. We don't present our findings in a way that's meaningful to them. So I'm looking to learn from them, okay, the next trial we do, how can we get you, the family, or like let's say the bedside nurse, or all these people that they're off the radar of how And they're integral in the care of these infants. Yeah, I mean, they impact the care. Uh, They probably have a lot of influence over what sort of treatments babies Mm -hmm. are getting because they know the families, they talk to the families. Mm Uh, but they are totally off of our radar on uh, disseminating and sharing the results of trials. So I've really gotten into implementation science over the last year or so. Um, so that's another thing I really want to share with the group here. Very cool. Yeah, I think the last time we presented on it, the the data showed that from a study publication to like protocol design is something between 15 and, and 17 years. And so I guess to your point, um, how, how important is it then that we are collaborating, reaching across the aisle, so to speak, neonatologists and pediatric surgeons and other subspecialists um, to, to move research faster? Yeah, I mean, I think it's critical. I mean, again, we, there's so many different questions we haven't talked about, like the use of ultrasound, mm-hmm. you know, to help with the diagnoses. And then that obviously includes a whole different group of providers, right? Like radiologists. But uh, So again, I think um, you can't do any of this work, I don't think, in a meaningful way, if it's just from a surgical perspective or a neonatology perspective. You know, it, this has to be a team sport, I think. Thank you uh, so much, Martin, for dropping by and uh, sharing your thoughts with us. We wish you... Uh, Best of luck on the rest of the conference and uh, see you around. Great. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you for listening to The Incubator. If you like this episode, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or the Apple Podcasts website. You can find other episodes of The Incubator and new shows from The Incubator Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or the podcast app of your choice. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to send us questions, comments, or suggestions to our email address, nicupodcast at gmail.com, or by visiting our website, www.the-incubator.org. You can also message the show on Instagram or X, formerly known as Twitter, at NICUPodcast. Thanks again for listening, and see you next time. This podcast is intended to be purely for entertainment and informational purposes and should not be construed as medical advice. If you have any medical concerns, please see your primary care practitioner. Thank you.